everyone and welcome back to today's podcast episode. This is Normal to Millions with your host, me, Melanie Huerta. Oh my goodness, I get so excited every time that I come here to the studio and just ready to record. It's so exciting, especially with today's title, which is telling you about my top hobbies. Um, Where do I even get started? Okay, so to run down today's podcast, I'm going to be telling you about some handful of hobbies that I've been trying my honest experiences with them and telling you what I learned the lifestyle of picking up that hobby hobby and that way you can learn about these experiences and you know just have an extra knowledge about it so let's ask google what is the definition of a hobby okay so it says an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure that is so cute so it's like something that you do regularly regularly on your extra time for just pleasure i can definitely say i have like so much experience with so many hobbies that won't even be mentioned in today's podcast but I picked up the top five that I really loved growing up. So that way I could give you the most helpful information and the best story times because let's be real. I don't doubt that somebody out there actually has tried at least one of these or is thinking about trying one of these hobbies that I will be mentioning. And I want to thank my parents because they're the reasons, they're the reason of why I was supported as a kid to follow these crazy cool ideas. But if you think about it, hobbies do contribute a lot about your personality. So without that further, without further to be said, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. OMG, I sound like YouTuber Mel. <laughs> Somebody told me that I have a YouTube voice. But anyways, uh, I'm going to be telling you about my first hobby on this list, which is OMG, OMG, I i'm scared okay ready it's swimming classes now you might be thinking mm, what about it mel okay imagine this you're like what a toddler not even a toddler maybe you're like 8 12 and you don't know how to swim oh you already know the pressure is on if you're taking swimming classes now the thing about this is that in my not in my but in yeah in my swimming course they had levels right so you were either like a beginner intermediate and they had like cool little fishes to describe the levels and it was really really stressful at some point i highly recommend it though (laughs) if you don't know how to swim like it's been so helpful now that i am able to go and travel around the world and you know go on vacation and there's a swimming pool and it's amazing because i know i won't drown (laughs) and also because like if i get invited anywhere that has a pool it's not really like a hazard area you know where you kind of have to like stay away from it or have to have that worry in the back of your head because you know how to swim so i think this is like a it's never too late to do type of hobby at all but it's definitely nice if you do it early on um of course it's never too late to do any hobby in general but i think this one's pretty pretty handy if you do it earlier 
on in your life or as early as possible as you want in your life because trust me summer isn't the only time i've seen people get in pools and there's like what 70 70 percent of our earth is filled with water something like that uh i'd have to search, search that up but don't quote me okay i just know that it's part of nature okay so might as well be prepared swimming can or as long as you learn like the basics of it there's like floating there's um back swimming when you're like swimming on your back and there's diving so many little things that go into swimming and i want to remind you that every pro that you see at the olympics like at swimming contests and all that stuff swimming races i mean they were once a beginner too so don't don't feel like the need to compare second on this list now omg i love this hobby it's instruments of course it's really rare for me to meet people that don't play instruments so whenever i meet them i'm like oh what was your childhood instrument or what was your you know i i like to know everything about like their hobbies and in my case i actually learned how to play in an orchestra a violin and I also played the drums private lessons for like four years. So now, you know, both of them, actually, um, I had less lessons. Um, I know a lot of people, though, that can learn the drums without private lessons at all. I think I would have definitely learned without these lessons because it's such a simple instrument when I compare it to the violin. Um, but honestly super duper interesting i think instruments kind of low-key say a lot about people and individuals and how their lifestyle goes about because like instrumental people um in the in the orchestra section are a little bit different compared to the band people i'm not trying to stereotype them here but i am trying to say like the taste in music is going to be a little bit different from what i've realized all these years uh growing up with these instruments i mean i still practice them i still love them it's just that i'm speaking upon like these experiences when i first started learning them oh i want to say if you were to pick pick this up actually not to interrupt Make sure that the instrument that you're buying <laughs> is at a decent price, you know, because if it's too cheap, then sometimes the quality will actually reflect. And that's what happened to me when I was <clears throat> when I was like super young. I was just like saving up a little bit, you know, from small chores, smart, small chores that I did around the house and i bought like a super cheap violin and then i was wondering why it was like kind of hard to work with when tuning the the strings and you know finding a good rosin i was struggling but then i seen a youtube video where this lady she was saying how you actually pay for what you get when it comes to instruments and after so many years within this industry i've realized this lady is so right and I wish I could go back and tell younger Mel that if she just saved up a little bit more, 
she would have had saved herself a little bit more headaches along the way I actually posted on my instagram not that long ago i was comparing a 300 drum set to a $1,000 drum set and a lot of you guys were swiping up telling me how much better the $2,000 drum set sounded and I was just like yep you kind of like create art and you're able to express yourselves and you know create uh, a song for your own you know story that you want to make that's how I would describe this hobby and I learned like you know how to do vibrato and all these things it's so cool because there's so many things to do and it's like a whole different language oh languages that's definitely hobby learning different languages but anyways moving on to the next hobbies on my list we only have a few more to go but this one is jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. Ooh, does this scream my mom? <laughs> yeah, it it was, it had its whole chapter in my life. And I'm very grateful for it because now I know how to, you know, practice self-defense. Now, I think a lot of people like this hobby because they're able to exercise their muscles and they're also able to like focus on how to respond and react to the movement but um I don't know I don't know (laughs) why I I don't know why I stopped doing it you know well did I stop doing it because if I'm being honest it teaches you a lot about also of discipline it teaches you about you know the punches and what numbers they are so if they yell like one that's a jab cross uppercut you know you learn the way to properly defend yourself and i really liked working with the punching bags (laughs) they're so cool i really liked how i got to wear the boxing gloves they're so cute and also oh yeah i remember i had like pink boxing gloves it was so cute it was so special but for jiu-jitsu i didn't love it as much because that in that sport you're not like how do i say you're not like punching people you're actually defending yourself just by putting weight on a person and making like the right movements to be able to position yourself in a place where the opponent is you know um unable to continue to move like it's uh very intense there are strategies that i'm trying to talk about but i don't want to say because i'm scared that this won't be considered clean you know but it's like when you wrap their hand around somebody's your opponent. But I guess you could do both. If you want to do jiu-jitsu, you do have to buy like the white suit. And I think that's cute. <laughs> I love attires, okay? Way <laughs> I learned so much that year it was pretty intense. But I think I'll talk about that in another podcast. Last last two. Okay, I'm going to wrap these up pretty fast because these two are pretty connected actually no they're not (laughs) fourth one user generated content this one i'm gonna wrap up kind of fast because i don't think there's 
much to say i think you'll understand why you know this was a hobby and why it helped me grow into the person that i am today here for you guys user generated content is videos being produced by a person to generate what the product is like showing a product or doing anything to demonstrate the service that is a user generated content because they look like you and they're demonstrating the project now i did this because i love social media you know and i do that for part of my living actually i'm so grateful you guys for all these opportunities and such a nice community here and why i've actually come to podcasting um but I'm not going to lie, the pay for these videos, I did them just for love, you know, because I love creating little videos, demonstrating products. But sometimes these companies are really, really, really bad with their pay rate. I mean, it's not sustainable at all. And they should actually be exposed. Like if you really think you want to pay someone $30 to make a video, post about it, take a, take part of their time and just, you know, think that that is okay. It's really not. You have to negotiate like the time, the amount of content you'll be producing. I just said, you know, as I picked up a manager for my social media management, um, I just said, you know what? I am going to have to be more picky about these brands that I work with and I'm never going to, you know, uh, do something that is not sustainable and that you guys won't love at the end of the day because if my face shows up randomly saying saying like hey buy this tomato because you know i got paid to do it like mm, no i'm sorry my community comes first so that is something that just had to be dropped because i really care about how um the the brand's value coming in alignment with me heard from people but doesn't hurt to give it your shot so to wrap up this podcast i'm just gonna say that my favorite hobby at the time is actually golfing um i really like it it's so comfortable comfortable oh my god it's so peaceful and calm and the reason why i picked this um this sport up was because I, i could actually do it as an individual now that i've graduated so what i'm trying to say is that like unlike these other hobbies golf is actually one of the sports that any individual can do without relying on a competitor or a you know partner to go out there and practice and yeah this is about it these are my top five hobbies that i highly recommend to you and hopefully you could share your thoughts don't forget you know (laughs) to tell me your feedback and i can't wait to see you guys in the next podcast and tell you more about my life or something that i've learned you know just reflecting whatever the case is you know this podcast i'd say anything that i want to so i hope you enjoy the ride now make sure to yeah what is it called yeah save this podcast wherever it is that you're listening to and i can't wait to see you next time remember you're not alone okay bye